What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and I worship an unconventional deity. The power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Keeping Donald Trump in Are mind. You all ready. Which one? Oh, her. I know that girl. Do you really? Took pictures of her as a kid in dance. In dance? Oh, yeah. Her sister married a good friend of mine from back home. She's been in the pageant world all of her <laughs> pre-adult life. <laughs> so this is all she's as done. For real, yeah. yeah Vanessa, go ahead. And now she is Miss Oregon, which means she's just opening herself up. To be ridiculed and humiliated by Donald Oregon Trump. USA and Miss Oregon <laughs> USA. Congratulations, Liz. Yeah. Well, we can see the trajectory from here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's kind of fun to see that happen, though. Yeah. Very cool. Well, good for yeah. her. That's fun. Or well, or is that good? It's what she's worked for. So yes, it's good. That's what she's been working. So all this of her has life. been her goal. Well, this is a step to her goal. Her right. goal is the nice Miss thing America about her is she's a quality person. She's not a horrible, uh, bereft of thinking. As far um, as I know, huh? Yeah. Like if you turn on a bright light, does does she like run to it and just kind of circle the light? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Uh, this is the David Allen Show, episode 35, I think. Today we had a week off, unfortunately, because uh, due to a scheduling conflict, uh, and then one of us decided to just <laughs> quit. That's uh, fine, whatever, we're back. Uh, I'm Mile, and he's David. How are you? I am, a while. Uh, th this is weird. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a long... Has been too long. Yeah. Because we... Yeah, it's been a long time. The last time, time we we uh, got, were together, we did a a rare Sunday night show. Yeah, uh, because of the debate where we uh, talked over or mocked over the debate. Yeah, that was on two weeks ago. Yeah. Now, strangely enough, last night there was uh, another debate. Mm -hmm. Did you watch? I watched some of it. Why? What? Hold! I didn't stop, watch the whole thing. Stop the presses! <laughs> Is that a, what? By myself. Last I hear mm -hmm. from David, oh, I can't do that. I just can't bring myself to do it. I will not. I just can't. I, I, uh, if I watch it with somebody, maybe, but no, only, alone, no. Only if I mock it. <laughs> that's why, that's why I'm saying I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> primarily because uh, I had, uh, no, brother, don't tell me I had work to do. No, no, oh, that's okay. not it. No, no, um, I was talking to somebody. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, the wall. <laughs> yeah, I like I've said, like I've said before, I'll say it again. When I watch the debates, mm -hmm. it's like professional wrestling mm -hmm. because you can't trust anything either one of them says. Mm -hmm. 
So, especially Hillary. Now, uh, Don, you know, the Donald, perhaps he believes some of it, but I don't know the courage of his convictions. I don't think that there's a lot there. There might be a few things. You, I mean, you know that How he leans more conservative. How do we know that with anyone, though? Well, he has to because he's a business owner. At some point, you have to have some more conservative leanings than the Yeah. Other. But like when he says the pro-life thing, mm-hmm. when your whole life is I'm a playboy who sleeps around and I can't keep um I can't keep a vow that I've made with several women. Um oh, details. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know why having an abortion or not having an abortion would matter to him. The only reason, I mean personally I think the only reason that you can um logically be pro-life is if you have a uh um, a Judeo-Christian, or maybe in a, a, a monotheistic worldview. But if you don't have, if you're well, an atheist, why would? I don't know why anybody would be pro-life. The, okay, so I can so, see their but, point but, of view. I mean, you are you're narrowing down that pro-life stance to be strictly babies in the womb um, versus. Well, pro-life versus the other thing. If you just are appreciated, appreciative of life, and you want to stand up for life, period. Yeah. However, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say yeah. However, because that that's a distinction that the left uses all the time. So you're saying like euthanasia. If you're against euthanasia, then you would be pro-life as well. Uh, well, I I don't know how you can be against that and not be against abortion, <clears throat> which we agree on. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's something radical. Yeah. I mean, I could see how somebody could be against euthanasia but for abortion because with euthanasia... That person is alive. Yeah, they, they can sent- see them. sentient being that thinks typically. But even then, if you get to somebody who's in a vegetative state, then uh, yeah. along that line, mm-hmm. so it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, the line is fuzzy for people. But, I mean, I, my, the whole point that I'm trying to make is that... Your hair. <laughs> Is that um, if if we're just a cosmic accident, then anything's possible. You can do whatever you want because tomorrow we'll die. Okay. Mm. I think that's logically consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, this is our president. About our legacy. Realize everything we stand for is at stake. All the progress we've made is at stake in this election. My name may not be on the ballot, but our progress is on the ballot. Tolerance is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. Justice is on the ballot. He can't even do this without prompters. No. But schools are on the ballot. You know, one time when he was talking, I thought I saw the hand Ending that was... Incarceration, uh, <laughs> that's on the ballot right now. Behind him, yeah. Uh-huh. And there is one candidate who will advance those... Those things. Those things. There's another candidate whose defining principle, the central theme of his candidacy, is opposition to all that we've done. There's no such thing as a vote that doesn't matter. Oh, it's a congressional black caucus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And after we have achieved historic turnout in 2008 and 2012, especially in the African-American community, I will consider it a personal insult. 
an insult to my legacy if this community lets down its guard and fails to activate itself in this election. So do it you for him. Yeah, yeah. Do Go it vote. for Barry. Yeah, you want to give me a good send-off? Go vote. I'm working as hard as I can. Go vote. These next seven weeks Don't to boo, make vote. sure folks do. Don't boo, vote. That's his new slogan. People start booing Trump. Hey, don't boo, vote. Don't boo, vote. Mm -hmm. Don't boo, vote. Don't boo, vote. Don't boo, don't. vote. Which, okay. Don't vote. Don't. Wow. That's, he's, um. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. This is our current president. Kind of mad. Yeah, he, he did look kind of stern. Like, he just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> No serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even you could even rig America's elections, in part because they're so decentralized, and the numbers of votes and okay, stop, no stop, evidence that stop. Nobody is saying <laughs> that in um, in Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, that. That they're rigging it there, and they're rigging it in Bismarck, and they're rigging it in Clinton, Minnesota. That nobody's saying that. What they're saying is, is that there is possibility to rig elections in those battleground states, mm -hmm. where in a few districts you could make an unbelievable dis uh, difference, and you know that they're doing it. Well, uh, I think it was uh, Savannah Guthrie on uh, NBC last night after the debate. She, they were talking about that, you know, Trump saying the game is rigged and all this stuff. And uh, she made the claim, well, there's no evidence that there's any rigging going on that would make a difference in the election. She had to preface it with, there's not enough base. Basically, what she says is, there's not enough going on that it would make a difference. So it's okay. It's shh. Uh huh. Uh huh. You saw the the uh, the undercover videos that O'Keefe did. Oh yeah. Project Veritas. Yeah. Now, bussing people around, we do whatever it takes to beat you guys, swear word. What I don't get about, it, does he have a, that's not him doing all those videos. Oh, no, no, they know his face. Yeah. So he must have a, a bunch, is it like uh, Mission Impossible where they <laughs> where they do the thing with a mask? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would be. That would be crazy. Huh. But then he's he's telling uh, everyone to just quit whining, or Trump to quit whining. That has happened in the past, or that there are instances in which that will happen this time. And so... Let's go back uh, a second. What? And rig America's elections, in part because they're so decentralized. You don't have to be and the numbers centralized. There's no evidence that that has happened in the past, or that... You notice how he emphasized evidence... There's no evidence. Yes. <laughs> so may, maybe, maybe he's telling the truth. Um, thought, was that on no agenda? I listened. They were talking to I don't know the <clears throat> oh uh, an ambassador, defense minister, or something of Russia from Russia, and uh, they asked him some question. Well, everybody knows that he's doing it. That Russia is doing it, and he said, um. I think they asked him, um, "Are you? do you deny that this happened? And he said, well, there's no evidence that we did it. Mm -hmm. But the way he mm -hmm. said it mm -hmm. was saying, like, yeah, no we did denial. it. No yeah, denial. Yeah. You just can't prove it. Yeah, you can't prove that I we... I think that's what Barry's doing here. 
Is that a performative? And the numbers of votes involved. Oh. There's no evidence that that has happened in the past. Well, watch his That's face. Not about himself. But look at his face. He's like, there's no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's laughing inside. Yeah. There's no evidence that that has <laughs> look happened at that. in the past. It's just snarky. There are instances in which that will happen this time. And so uh, I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. Wasn't the election rigged against him with Hillary? Who? Well, Barry. It was rigged against Hillary. Yeah. I thought I had a whole bunch of... uh, Try to find it. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe it's in here. Did you see one of that that James O'Keefe, one of the first videos he did? Uh, This is probably five years ago. He walked into, um, I don't know if it was welfare offices, talk, um, dressed up like a pimp. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. And it worked. And <laughs> uh, so <coughs> since we've been since we've been gone, um, you know we're kind of jumping since around we've here, been but gone. here in South Dakota, uh, John Thune is the senator one of them, to our state. Yes. Uh, When Trump's, that open mic with Billy Bush came out with him supposedly talking about how he just gets enamored with women and wants to kiss on them and such and Uh touch them inappropriately. Um, First thing, uh, John Thune jumped on bandwagon, tweeted out, oh, enough is enough. Trump needs to leave, step aside, and let Pence be the guy. Which I don't think that's actually how it works. Can can they even do that? I don't think so. Uh, however, Christy Noem, who was our representative, she denounced, you know, I, I can't handle what he said, but she said, but we can't have Hillary as president. So I appreciate that. I saw her. Who said debate. that? Christy Noem, who is our, our, our one representative from the state is she, and she's obviously republican correct okay what did uh, john thune say oh donald trump should withdraw and mike pence should be our nominee effective immediately he said enough is enough and then dugard the, the governor dennis dugard jumped on the board and said enough is enough this election is too important, and they want Mike Pence to be in. Anyway, that's all water under the bridge now, but it was fascinating that they jumped out, out first. They got out there quick first, and then... Um, so South Dakota leads the nation. Yeah, excellent. Good work. Woo! South Dakota GOP. And then uh, the Argus Leader, which is a Sioux Falls rag uh, newspaper... They've heard enough. Two of South Dakota's most prominent Republicans turned on the party's embattled presidential nominee on Saturday, calling on Donald Trump to drop out of the race following the release of video in which he made vulgar comments about women. Uh, Mike Rounds and Christy Noem criticized Trump. Mike Rounds is the other senator we have, Mm -hmm. uh, another Republican. He used to be governor Mm -hmm. of this state. Uh, Criticized Trump's behavior, but stopped short of demanding he exit the race. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of a big deal to get him out of there, but that didn't work out. Uh, the other thing I thought I found fascinating, the New York Times. Maybe if they would have coordinated with North Dakota, 
maybe those two states together would have there would, would have been enough critical mass. And well, the liberal elites already assume they're the same state anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then maybe throw <laughs> D- Dakota, Nebraska they, in D- with it. Dakota, there's not one state. David Brooks, <clears throat> who is on paper a Republican, mm-hmm. I think he is a s- moron. He's a snake. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He said, the governing cancer of our time. This is an op-ed. This is from February. So this isn't new. However, I just got uh, brought to the fore. We live in a big, diverse society. There are essentially two ways to maintain order and get things done in such a society. Politics or some form of dictatorship. Either through compromise or brute force, our founding fathers chose politics. Politics is an activity in which you recognize the simultaneous existence of different groups, interests, and opinions. You try to find some way to balance or reconcile or compromise those interests, or at least a majority of them. You follow a set of rules enshrined in a constitution or in custom to help you reach these compromises in a way everybody considers legitimate. The downside of politics is that people never really get everything they want. It's messy, limited, and no issue is ever really settled. Politics is a muddled activity in which people have to recognize restraints and settle for less than they want. Disappointment is normal. But that's sort of the beauty of politics, too. It involves an endless conversation in which we learn about other people and see things from their vantage point and try to balance their needs against our own. Plus, it's better than the alternative. Rule by some authoritarian tyrant who tries to govern by clobbering everything, everyone in his way. So I thought he was talking about Trump. He just brought up Hillary there. <laughs> As Bernard Crick, Crick <clears throat> wrote in his book, In Defense of Politics, politics is a way of ruling divided societies without undue violence. Over the past generation, we have seen a ri- the rise of a group of people who are against politics. These groups, best exemplified by the Tea Party, but not exclusive to the right, what? want to elect people who have no political experience. They want, quote, outsiders. They delegitimize compromise and deal-making. They're willing to trample the customs and rules that give legitimacy to legislative decision-making if it helps them gain power. Ultimately, they don't recognize other people. They suffer from a form of political narcissism in which they don't recognize the legitimacy of other interests and opinions. They don't recognize restraints. They want total victories for themselves and their doctrine. This anti-politics tendency has had a wretched effect on our democracy. It has led to a series of overlapping downward spirals. The anti-politics people elect legislators who have no political skills or experience. They in, the in, that incompetence leads to dysfunctional government, which leads to more disgust with government, which leads to a demand for even more outsiders. There's, it seems to me that what he's saying is that um, compromise is, is the core of politics. Yeah, de- deal-making. Uh, constantly deal making mm-hmm. and if that is the highest priority then how in the world did slavery get abolished because those are absolute values mm-hmm. that's one wants to enslave people another one doesn't mm-hmm. so some there had to have something had to happen where there was no more compromise right sure so, someone lost so, yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah, anyways, keep going. The anti-politics people don't accept that politics is a limited activity. They make soaring promises and raise ridiculous expectations. When those expectations are not met, voters grow cynical and disgusted, turn even further 
in the direction of anti-politics. The anti-politics people refuse compromise and so block the legislative process. The absence of accomplishment destroys public trust. The decline in trust makes deal-making harder. We're now at a point where the Senate says it won't even hold hearings on a presidential Supreme Court nominee. In clear defiance of custom, and he says the Constitution, we're now at a point in which politicians live in fear if they try to compromise and legislate. We're now at a point in which normal political conversation has broken down. People feel unheard, which makes them shout even louder, which further destroys conversation. And in walks... And in walks Donald Trump. People say that Trump is an unconventional candidate and that he represents a break from politics as usual, but that's not true. Trump is the culmination of the trends we have been seeing for the last 30 years. The desire for outsiders, the bashing style of rhetoric that makes conversation impossible, the decline of coherent political parties, the declining importance of policy, the tendency to fight cultural battles and identify wars through political means. Trump represents the path the founders rejected. There's a hint of violence undergirding his campaign. There's always a whiff, and sometimes more than a whiff, of, I'd like to punch him in the face. I printed out a Times list of the insults Trump has hurled on Twitter. The list took up 33 pages. Trump's style is bashing and pummeling. Everyone who opposes or disagrees him is an idiot, a moron, or a loser. The implied promise of his campaign is that he will come to Washington and bully his way through. Trump's supporters aren't looking for a political process to address their needs. They're looking for a superhero. As a political scientist, Matthew Mac Williams found, the one trait that best predicts whether you're a Trump supporter is how high you score on tests that measure authoritarianism. This isn't just an American phenomenon. Politics is in retreat and authoritarianism is on the rise worldwide. The answer to Trump is politics. It's acknowledging that other people exist. It's taking pleasure in that difference and hammering out workable arrangements. As Harold Lasky put it, we shall make the basis of our state consent to disagreement. Therein shall we ensure its deepest harmony. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of, I think both sides want totalitarian uh, authoritarianism yeah I think both sides ultimately do to the people that disagree with them mm-hmm. um, because I don't think Trump is doing this from a, po- a position of ethics or personal um, conviction on a lot of stuff um, because he's He's, in my opinion, um, he's been married three times, right? It's his third wife. I think so. Yeah. How many girlfriends, all the rest throughout it. So he's a, he's established himself as somebody who can't totally be trusted. So he he's, so I mean, I... I, I guess I, I legitimately feel like between the two, I mean, he's light years better than Hillary. However, I have a hard time trusting the guy. Do we ever trust a politician? I think you, I mean, there's some politicians that 
um, if their if their lifestyle holds up, yeah, the one we know about. The, yeah, <clears throat> I guess the weird thing about Trump is that um, he kind of throws off your expectations because even like someone like Cruz, if Cruz came in, Cruz is a politician. So you have a certain set of exp- I'd have a certain set of expectations about them. And I don't necessarily agree with a lot of them. But then you can look at someone like Ron Paul, mm-hmm. which is a totally different animal. Um who says stuff to even though um he he's definitely not going to um be elected because he says these things. He has these uh, convictions, and it's the convictions that keep him from getting elected, but it's also the convictions are the things that make me want to trust the guy, even though he's not electable. So I don't know what to, I don't know what to think about Trump. <clears throat> what was your thought about, about this, um, um, this article that you read? David Brooks? Yep. <clears throat> Well, I thought it was interesting, and the brief note I wrote was um, people that don't agree with our current politics are bad, and Trump is the culmination of a people uh, that forgot how awesome politics is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The, uh, which was it? I believe it was the Bush-Dukakis race. Mm -hmm. The Bush won. H.W. Mm-hmm. In 88. <laughs> How'd that feel? Was the first uh, presidential uh, cycle that I actually paid attention to. Uh-huh. I would have been, what, nine? And I, and I remember that. I was in the Marine Corps, so I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, you were a baby. I mean, I was a baby. <laughs> um, and so from then on, every cycle I have kind of watched... What I've noticed as I grow older is government has been allowed to take over and to control so many things that it's not designed to control. Mm-hmm. That when a uh, someone runs for politics, they run for a, a national um, political spot, mm-hmm. House, Senate, President, whatever. They are they are running to try to get votes, and to get votes, you then have to promise lots of stuff oh yeah and it's stuff that the government has no business promising no business touching no business being involved in period and so that is why i am absolutely disgusted with the political our current politics and it's it's the reason that i like the persona of trump now again, I don't like he some of the, the detail stuff that he's got. I don't, you know, yeah. some of the crap. I don't, I don't like that. But the fact that outwardly, you know, who knows what's actually going on in the inside circle? I mean, tonight they were together. Him and Hillary were together. Yeah. There was a bishop between them. Maybe that's what kept him alive. Yeah. But they were together, you know, trading jabs and you know, laughing at each other. Oh, is that what they're trading? I thought he was. Um... Um, injecting her with diazepam to keep her from seizing. But okay, anyway, Trump? No, the bishop. Oh no, maybe I thought was. it was one of the Secret Service. It could have been. <clears throat> it's Cardinal Dolan. Um, oh, boy, my face is red, <laughs> just like his hat was. 
Let's keep the blood. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Anyway. Anyways, you were saying. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, short of some, you know, diabolical behind the scenes dealing that could be very well be going on. I appreciate that he is not political. And the kind of, of personnel, I, again, I, I love it because it's just up, it's turning the cart upside down. It has mm-hmm. spilled all the apples out of the basket. I mean, it's it's throwing the media in an uproar. You you like you like the fact that he doesn't measure his words when he speaks. I well, I do in the sense that when Hillary talks and when almost any other politician talks, Obama, John Kerry, uh, Biden, Chuck Schumer, uh, heck, Governor Dugard in South Dakota, they talk so calculated. They talk so bullcrap. Mm-hmm. When they say things, it frustrates me. And so I like having a brash, no-nonsense kind of approach. Sure. Because it's what everyone is thinking. Yeah. And last night at the debate, he called Hillary Clinton. He said, she is a liar. That never would have happened had anyone else been on that stage. True. Ever. True. That's, that's, that's true. And the truth is, she's a liar. But documented liar. But we're so polarized now that I don't know if that reaches anybody. No, but in the event that he gets in, which is becoming less and less likely, because I just don't think that the cabal will allow that. There's to happen. no way they're going to let him. I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it will be hook or by crook. She'll get in, or he won't be allowed to get in, mm-hmm. or he'll die if he does win. Something will happen. It's just. It drives me mad that everybody, and I've got, I mean, I've got friends that I think are, they have decent ideas about things. They, they're intelligent people. They are just panicked over Trump. And it's because he's so, he's, he's, he's changing the system. His approach has changed the system and they can't handle it. They would rather have Hillary in because she is the system. She's the same way business as usual and they can't handle anything else. And it's sorry, it's so frustrating. I um I wanna talk about that a little bit later. I want us to to discuss what it's going to look like Hillary wins. And do some pro- Hell. <laughs> Sorry. Could could be both too, I don't know. There was one other thing about that article that I that I it just occurred to me. That I think he's right in a lot of sense. If you had two parties that um, had principal stands on things, and you have to compromise to get correct, and if if the scope of what you are actually managing is this big, and I, my fingers are about an inch and a half apart, well, because uh, the scope has gotten so big, it includes education, it includes healthcare now, it includes the banking system, it includes money, it includes um, abortion, it includes um, what else? Defense. It includes our borders. It includes national land management. It includes like deer population. What in the world? Food stamps. I mean, welfare. National welfare is insane. But it's. It's Our tax the, system. But it's the worldview of, of all the people and what they are being indoctrinated in the public schools. 
this right this attitude right yeah but the idea that they now their their scope of influence is so much bigger and broader or their the, what they control but th then it should be oh a absolutely but it, um but i think that when it comes to politics right now the opposite sides of the spectrum are should we increase welfare by a hundred billion or a trillion or 500 billion so it, you, it's basically you're on the same side you're just quibbling about the amount and th this is precisely why i don't like politics exactly why, why i want politics broken yes because I, that's the problem but i i think i think what he says would make sense if you had some people who believed that slavery was legitimate and some didn't and they had to come no well that's probably not the best uh um even uh something like pro-life mm -hmm. um versus pro-choice what do you do in this situation mm -hmm. I think um, sometimes to move forward, you might have to use politics. You ha you might have to use politics to move forward in a certain direction if people have principal stands on things. But most of the politicians don't have principal stands up about anything. Right, but, but when your job entails, I have an abortion position I have to take, I have a... Um, single mother position I have to take. Yes. I yes. have a, a military position I have to take. Yeah. I have a land management position. I have a tax position. I have these. When I have 15 different positions, more. I don't want anyone that I vote for to go to Washington and compromise on life. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I'm going to send them there. I'll vote for them. But I don't want them to give in. Mm -hmm. They don't work across the aisle. That's exactly. crap. Exactly. Because that's wrong yeah. to me. So I don't think national government has any business in moral decisions. But is a murderer. Well, I, there you go. Treason. Ex there you go. You'd have to. I mean, in certain things, like the whole legislate, uh, the government shouldn't legislate morality. Well, mm -hmm. they do it all the time. Well, right. Thou shall not steal. Well, exactly. But whose morality? Where's the, there's no exactly. problem anymore. Exactly. And in, in our current system... But that, but that's why. If you think you're a girl, you're a girl in our current system. But this, this is and that's the problem. Th this is why this cannot stand, because like um, Adams, John Adams said, uh, the Constitution was made for a religious mm -hmm. people. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it doesn't work without a standard. Yeah. So the minute once a standard is done, then there it's as if there's no standard. It's just a, a um, just constantly moving around. Mm -hmm. But then, and then that, then what do you shoot for? You basically shoot for which one is going to cause the least amount of damage, you know? Yeah.
This episode of the David Allen Show brought to you by a 32-ounce styrofoam cup. Keeping your eyes frozen for minutes at a time. Styrofoam is where it's at. The David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Man, oh, hair, hair, oh, hair, hair. So I have no interest. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have time for politics. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can see how people get would get sucked it into it. That it becomes all encompassing, well, but it's it's just, it's a game. If you. It's a game. All of them are playing a game. All of them. Yeah. And what in the world do you have to live for? What do you have after a lifetime? Like, what accomplishments does Hillary Clinton have? Really? What does she have? Nothing. Well, I'm sure Lord Satan is is happy. Right? Sure. <clears throat> Oh, we should be brought to life. Uh, this, uh, speaking of the Clinton, Hillary, Catherine Harridge. Come on, Catherine. Hello. Hello. Attorney General. Hi. Today. Loretta Lynch, the Republican chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, said the five immunity deals include two side agreements with Clinton attorneys Cheryl Mills and Heather Samuelson, who oversaw the sorting and destruction of 30,000 Clinton emails deemed personal. Under the Justice Department deal, the FBI got access to their computers, and in return, they were shielded from prosecution for obstructing justice, and the FBI agreed to destroy the laptops after concluding its search. Committee Chairman Bob Goodlatte told Fox News, quote, These side agreements with Mills and Samuelson, coupled with the many unusual aspects of the FBI's investigation, cast serious doubts about whether the decision to not prosecute Hillary Clinton was made impartially or was predetermined by the Justice Department. Last week, FBI Director Comey was pressed on why investigators relied on these agreements to seize evidence rather than the routine method of impaling a grand jury. In my experience, you can often do things faster with um, informal agreements, uh, especially when you're interacting with lawyers. In this particular investigation, the investigative team really wanted to get access to the laptops that were used to sort these emails. At today's briefing, Fox News asked if the State Department condoned the destruction of the laptops given the ongoing Freedom of Information Act lawsuits for Clinton's emails. I can't speak to immunity agreements, and I certainly can't speak to the FBI's investigation. Um, as we've said before, our focus is on processing for public release the materials we have received from the FBI. A Justice Department spokesman said officials are reviewing so the letter. Up. The department has seven days to respond. So um, thinking of what Clinton has uh, as a legacy, maybe it's her ability to get out of any kind of wrongdoing. Yeah, that's Any so kind far. Of consequence. That's her uh, accomplishment in life. Yeah, and and she's she's quite good, good at it. She's good, good work. at it. Yep. Yep. I hear. Yep. Yep. That's uh, Google Clinton body one. count. Um, Donald, the Donald Joseph, Jonathan 
Jacoyam, Jacob, I don't know, Trump, whatever his middle name is. He has that many middle names? <laughs> J, right? Donald J. Trump? Oh. I don't know. I just Probably John. Right? Really? Donald Jonathan? James. Look it up, really. Justin? What? George with a J. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let, let's see. Let's let's have dibs. I first, my first thought was uh, Jonathan. No, that was you. What was my Jacob, James. <laughs> I know what it is. I know you just looked. Uh, am I close? What was your first one? Uh, James. What was your second one? Jacob. Jehoshaphat. Jingleheimers. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know? I do. Um. I'll just Jerome. have to say, I gotta be psychic. Oh, Jonathan. John. John. Don John. Hey. Don, Don, Don John Trump. Don Juan. And now, Isn't everybody, that... coming to the stage, bring to the stage Don John. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, into the ring at center stage, it is Donald John. <laughs> Oh, brother. I am a ladies man. My name is Don Jean. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was anticlimactic because you thought it would be probably something more. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> better. <clears throat> um, yeah. I. Oh, sorry, Donald. Sorry. Back to the debate. Uh, the like uproar in the media. Uproar. I mean, absolute abject fear and panic coming from the media. Donald was asked, would you or do you pledge to accept the election results? Mm -hmm. That's what he was asked. Which I'm not sure what kind of leading question that was, but. His response was, I'm not thinking about that. I'll let you know when we get there. Keep you in suspense or something yeah. like that? Keep you guessing, whatever. The media they lost were, their minds. But not just the media. I mean, everybody. Yeah. That well, was and, weird But to they me. lost their minds with the headline of Donald Trump doesn't believe he refuses, refuses to to, say. To, to acknowledge that it's right and won't you know there's he won't accept Hillary he won't take the vote as authentic it's rigged it's, it's not really what he said no he said uh, I'll let you know when we get there uh huh um I I think we have some precedent there Al Gore yeah yeah perhaps yep that that was perhaps one. Al Gore oh, yeah perhaps yeah um. Yeah. Uh, uh, John, John, Kerry. John, uh, John Kerry. John Kerry. John Kerry. Uh, and this is just in, the, in in my lifetime, my yeah. adult lifetime. That's back-to-back -back elections. Two. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did they ask him ever? Uh, Mr. Kerry, uh, would you agree to the election results? Do you pledge that these are going to be authentic? Oh yeah, meh, meh, meh. Sounds like him. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon head, Carrie. So uh, here, uh, looking at Drudge, you got uh, 
Did okay, go ahead. Eight times liberals claimed an election was stolen or rigged. Ooh. Over the past couple of weeks, Donald Trump has ramped up complaints that the election process is rigged in favor of Hillary Clinton, which is true. The pr- process, process, which is media collusion. It's all this DNC <clears throat> crap. They're all working together. They're getting secret notes. Uh, I got some info on Donna Brazil. That's a, it, kind of interesting. We'll play in a second. Number one, the labor union leader, Roseanne De- DeMauro, the national vice president of the AFL-CIO, wrote an article for Salon in which she explained how the Democratic primary was rigged from the start. What? That's not possible. Oh, All these be. decentralized locations. How's that even possible? Mm. There's no evidence! New York, uh, NYU, New York University professor, uh, was has taught uh, Mark Crispin Miller, has taught several courses and authored several books claiming that George W. Bush's presidential victories in 2000 and again in 2004 were the result of large-scale fraud. After John Kerry lost the 04 presidential election, Miller told Democracy Now! that the Democratic nominee said the election was stolen from him. But they didn't. No, they but sh- there's they no should evidence. should have asked him. They should have asked him the question. What question? If he would stand by the results of the election and he would agree with it. They'd, they didn't get the memo. Number three, Vox's Ezra Klein in 2014 wrote a piece explaining that the election process is skewed in favor of incumbent candidates, which I think it is. Once in office, candidates often get to have a say in where the electoral lines are drawn, which means they can gerrymander their way into staying into office. Uh, number four, Vox's Dara Lind wrote a short history of white people rigging elections in which she explains how white people intimidated black people by voting violently, by acting violently towards them at the polls. Right. Uh, Politico's Ben Wofford, in August, wrote a piece explaining how the elections could be hacked in seven minutes. The piece focuses on a professor who bought an $82 voting machine and hacked it and hacked with it so he could manipulate results. Uh, talking points memo, Josh Marshall in 06. Marshall accused the Ohio Secretary of State of helping to steal the 04 election in favor of Bush. Salons, no. Salons Farhad Manju. What who? Read the next sentence. Now, however, he says Trump's claims of election rigging are disgusting. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Wow. Salons Farhad Manju. Quote, was the New Hampshire vote stolen? He asked in 2008. New Hampshire prime in the 2008 New Hampshire primary, uh, Clinton unexpectedly won. In recent years, several factors, crazily hackable voting machines, generally heightened partisanship, very close races, and real honest-to-goodness purloined race. Purloined? Yeah, it means stolen. Oh, okay. See, Bush v. Gore, it says, have raised the paranoia have raised the paranoid in all of us, wondering if any election outcome is honest, has become a standard post-election emotion, not wondering now. That's just crazy. Elizabeth Warren today chided Trump on Twitter. It's not rigged. You're losing fair and square. Put on your big boy pants because this is what accountability looks like. You sound just like her. In 2013, however, Warren went on the Senate floor to chastise Republicans for making, quote, naked attempts to nullify the results of the last presidential election to force us to govern as though President Obama hadn't won the 2012 election. 
Huh. How about that? As John Gibbs wrote, voter fraud is very much a real thing. According to a 2012 Pew Charitable Trust report, roughly 18 million voter registrations are either, quote, significantly inaccurate or invalid, enough to tip an election. Yet somehow, when Donald Trump echoes the concerns about election integrity many Americans have had for years, it's totally insane. I guess election rigging only matters when Democrats lose. You got to play that video from Joe uh, Scarborough. This one? Mm-hmm. Hmm, all right. Let's see. Let us see what Joseph has to say. Good morning, Joe. Come on now. I respect what Kelly and Conway said. I don't quite understand what Mayor Giuliani is referring to. But this is all this all happened after the race. Right. And in addition, Al Gore accepted the outcome of the uh, Supreme Court decision. And my understanding is that, that from what Mr. Trump is saying, he may not be willing to accept the outcome. No, that I, fundamentally I, I actually, is the what, difference. What, what was the exact quote? He said, he said I'll said, leave you in suspense. Uh, he said, I'll look at it at the time. I'll look at it at the time. Leave you in suspense. Right. So that means he's not willing to say, I will accept the outcome. If you are uh, No, what that running, means is he'll look at it at the time. I love everybody <laughs> saying, you I, I woke up to these screaming headlines saying, Donald Trump will not respect election results. He actually said, I'll look at it at the time. Yeah, I'll say exactly. Has there ever been a presidential candidate to say that? If they're voting irregularities, then I, any presidential candidate, anybody, no, what, the what right would you have said? No, we would all stand here what and would you have said that. What would your response be to that question? I said, yeah, certainly. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly respect the outcome of the election. I, of course, will want to make sure that well, it's fair. Well, he didn't fair. say that. I will want to make sure that it's fair. It's on the up and up. This but is he didn't just, say that. Yeah, but you know what? This is an example. The media got something they can absolutely freak out about and claim that he's an agent of Vladimir Putin and destroying democracy in America. And it's just another example of the media having to find a little phrase and freak out. Oh, Joe, he's when as a Republican, I have listened to Democrats talk about the only two times we won the White House in like 800 years <laughs> that we stole both elections. I had to sit through Fahrenheit 911 and a lady was sobbing violently behind me on the upper west side about the election being stolen from George Bush and I patted her halfway through and go it's all right it's all right ma'am but it's, it's, hold on it's all right it's all a lie anyway Democrats have been whining <laughs> for 16 years they're still writing articles about how Bush stole mm -hmm. the elections mm -hmm. in 2000 and 2004 so this holier-than-thou attitude about this is the first time anyone has suggested that the election is not a sacrosanct process it's a joke so you guys bathe in that hypocrisy if you want to I'd just like to hear how the debate went go but ahead Joe, bathe. But Joe, you can't you can't the difference is what Michael just said it's the candidate himself you will have spectators, voters, political officials, elected officials, all contemplating writers saying that this didn't happen this way. They right. stole it. Bush did this. But you did, never had so, a presidential. So let me, who let cares? Me did last my, That's targets, the my target this morning uh, for, for my, my mockery are the very people that are writing articles today on their blogs that are saying this is a threat to democracy. The electoral process in America is sacrosanct. And if we ever doubt this, are we no better than Putin? <laughs> I mean, when, that's those are the people I'm mocking. So you yeah. can, I'm not, I'm when, not, but I'm, I'm not comparing him to Al Gore. Can you I'm acknowledge there's never been Kerry. a presidential Listen, candidate no. to do what Who he did cares? last night? No, Harold, that's why we're Harold, talking about this. I'm, this I'm not on the witness stand here. I'm just saying that it is rich. Yep. I thought that was an excellent. I mean, and and he nailed it. I, I mean, am absolutely totally intrigued it. that video was put out by stinking Media Matters. Yeah. Wow. Although they were big on Bernie, weren't they?
Oh, they have to be. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe they have to have a stance of rigged. Because but I mean, Bernie he he nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally nailed it. Yeah. The hypocrisy, but it, it, um, um, in the in the legal system, mm-hmm. if if you're if you're like a prosecuting attorney, and um, your son or daughter or wife or mother or somebody else is charged with a crime and you have to prosecute them, you have to recuse yourself because you can't be fair. Right. Right. And um, it used to be that there was the sense of being fair in the media. Now, um. It it is so outrageously out of balance. You 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 see these hysterical uh, Obama bots talking, and I I just don't get where the outrage is. I I mean it is an absolute sense of total blindness. Um, because if the shoe was on the other on the other foot, they would be they would be the first one screaming. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't I don't know. Hey, 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 Alan. Yes. I don't. Yes, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What? I, and I'm spent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come again. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, one thing I did kind of like that uh, Trump did last night is he brought up Haiti. Oh yeah. In regarding to the yep. Clintons. Yep. Uh, I found this from the Huffington Post of all places. The Miami Herald has a video of Haitian activists protesting the Democratic National Convention. And this was uh, written October 6th this year. Uh, because of the Clinton Foundation's spending in Haiti after the 2010 earthquake. According to The Nation in a piece titled The Shelters That Clinton Built, the Clinton Foundation provided Haiti with trailers. Quote, structurally unsafe and laced with formaldehyde, that came from the same company being sued for they sickening st- Hurricane Katrina victims. They're still doing that? That company? Oh, my gosh. That w- there was a huge brouhaha yeah. in 2005. Yeah. Pertaining to the Clinton Foundation's legacy in Haiti, the New York Times writes, the Clintons have become prime targets of blame for the country's woes. As a result of the Clinton Foundation's controversial involvement with Haiti, the Huffington Post reports that Florida's Haitian-American community might have a profound impact on Election Day. Ryan Grimm explains the influence of Florida's Haitian-American community in a piece titled, With All Eyes on Haiti, its diaspora in Mm -hmm. Florida could swing a close election. With a sudden shift on U.S. immigration policy dividing Haitian families alongside the Clinton Foundation's role in Haiti, (coughs) Florida's Haitian community's discontent might impact other ethnic groups on Election Day. It's this backdrop that motivated me to interview Harvard-trained investor and financial analyst Charles Ortel. Interesting. CharlesOrtel.com for anyone uh, who really wants to get insider info here. Uh... Dady Sherry, co-editor-in-chief at of News Junkie Post, refers to Ortel as, quote, one of the world's finest financial analysts. And Mr. Ortel has spent over one year investigating the financial peculiarities of the Clinton Foundation. He's also researched extensively on the foundation's involvement with Haiti and other countries around the globe. 
During our interview, Charles, or Charles Ortel provided a glimpse into various murky financials linked to the Clinton Foundation's legacy in Haiti. For the record, the interview below does not reflect... <laughs> interesting. Does not reflect the views of the Huffington Post and is purely the result of my interaction with Charles Ortel. <laughs> so, like, don't fire me? Right. <clears throat> All right. Her question. What is the Clinton Foundation controversy in Haiti about? Ortel. The simple answer is that billions of dollars in, quote, aid supposedly raised supposedly were raised to help the desperately poor people of Haiti. Yet Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation refused to account in granular and verified fashion for any of this aid. If Haiti, before the latest storm, had obviously been better off, perhaps this controversy would not now be swirling with hurricane-forced winds, but accounts from multiple parties suggest that Haiti has little to show in the parts of the nation that were devastated in January 2010. Next question. What role did the Clinton Foundation have in bringing multinational companies into Haiti? Or tell. The simple answer is that no one really knows precisely because auditors have never checked any part of the Clinton Foundation properly <laughs> since it was formed on 23 October 1997. Wow. Crucial documents concerning the period when Bill and was special UN envoy forward are omitted from the Clinton Foundation website, but available on state regulatory websites, including here, which has a link. Uh, punch in Clinton Bush Haiti, and you should get their IRS application, the 990s for 2010 forward. But key information therein does not square with these Clinton Foundation disclosures in 09 and 2010. And there's more links to these documents. <clears throat> Much of the multinational work seems to have been done through Clinton Global Initiative, when you punch in Haiti to this searchable database of CGI commitments to action, you may find numerous examples worth studying carefully to see whether anything concrete or positive ever happened. Next question. There's a whole bunch of links. This is an article. Uh, the title of this article is on the Huffington Post. If you search the, Clinton's found, the Clinton Foundation's legacy in Haiti. Uh, go check it out. There's a gob of, of uh, clickable links so you can go search this stuff. So, Goodman, the question, what were some major problems with the Clinton Foundation's efforts in Haiti? Or tell, the Clinton Foundation began operating in Haiti around 2003 and 4, which is interesting, because the storm didn't hit 2010. That was the earthquake. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, yeah, the devastation. <coughs> And many have written about their activities. One excellent resource is the author, journalist Dady Cherry, or Sherry. Uh, the first issue with Clinton Foundation efforts is that the main foundation was never validly authorized by the IRS to do anything outside the U.S. to provide international disaster relief or to, quote, fight HIV AIDS internationally, which is what Hillary Clinton, like, pounded her chest about last night, about how awesome they are. Though required by state, federal, and foreign laws to make truthful, granular disclosures concerning its key initiatives, the Clinton Foundation, meaning all of its related entities, has never done so. Next question. After the earthquake, which I'm interested in that that's the next question, because he just said this organization has never filed correctly the documents to, be, to do what they're doing. They're not legally authorized by the IRS to do what they're doing. Yes, and yes. This uh, interviewer, after the earthquake, did the Haitian government ask the Clinton Foundation for assistance? 
Ortel. Prior to the earthquake, Bill Clinton had been appointed UN Special Envoy to Haiti early in 09. But they also did some, something quite curious in Florida related to Haiti. They set up an, an entity called William J. Clinton Foundation Corporation. Ordinarily, the foundation might simply have registered its AR parent as licensed to do charity work inside Florida. But instead, Cheryl Mills et al. seemed to have established a brand new domestic Florida entity with a similar sounding name as the main entity. This practice is frowned upon and deemed by many to be a warning sign for charity fraud. No. And Cheryl Mills, as we know, is one that got immunity during the FBI investigation into Clinton's emails because she was one of the ones deleting them. So, she's okay. <clears throat> uh, next question. How did the Clinton Foundation benefit from the disaster in Haiti? Or tell. In the beginning, the foundation received lots of positive publicity. This disaster created an opportunity for the Clinton Foundation and its allies to raise substantial funds, especially over the internet. With lax to non-existent financial controls and no real audits, the possibility to divert funds from incoming streams of donations presented itself. Next question. How much money did the Clinton Foundation raise for Haiti, and how much of that money went to the Haitian people? Or tell the books of the Clinton Foundation and of Clinton-Bush-Haiti Fund suggest that around $100 million or so may have been raised, but the truth is that no one really knows. One major warning sign is that the Clinton Foundation 990 for 2010, the 990 is a, a required form if you are a uh, charity by the IRS. Every year you're required to file it. Required if you are a nonprofit uh, charity. <laughs> required. Well, if you're not a Clinton, you're required. <clears throat> So one major warning sign is that the Clinton Foundation 990 for 2010 and the amended return for 10 filed in November 2015 show the largest single expenditure as being a $37 million grant to the CBHF, which would be the what the Clinton-Bush-Haiti Fund. The trouble is that both declarations list a post office box address in Baltimore, Maryland as that of the CBHF. Whereas other declarations made under penalties of perjury state that the CBHF had one office only, and that was in Washington, D.C. Another problem is that the CBHF claims in its 990 to the IRS that it had no foreign bank accounts. How did they manage millions of dollars inside Haiti? All told, high-end estimates of how much money may have been sent towards Haiti exceed $10 billion. And this amount is about equal to the total incomes earned by all Haitians around or during 2010. So, it is a mammoth sum considered in the context of Haiti. And most of these funds were raised not through the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton-Bush Haiti Fund, which are estimated to have raised, what, $0.13 billion together? So, $130 million. $130 but through Clinton's Interim Haiti Recovery Commission, or IHRC, which according to Dady Sherry, ran Haiti during a declared state of emergency from April 2010 until October 2011. Very little trifling amounts seem to have actually helped. So where did all this missing billions go? Next question. Are there other examples similar to Haiti where the Clinton Foundation utilized the tragedy in a similar manner? 
Well, the Clinton or tell the Clintons seem to be merchants around misery, operating as a kind of Robin Hood in reverse. There are many disasters that they seem to have exploited. In brief, the Clinton Foundation solicited massive sums to quote fight HIV AIDS, but did not check carefully enough to ensure that these drugs were supplied in intact form, and neither and neither adulterated nor watered down. A key supplier, Rand Baxi, subsequently paid a $500 million economic penalty and pled guilty to numerous felonies. We may never know how many of the HIV drugs that the Clinton Foundation claims credit for having distributed from July 02 forward internationally may have been, quote, dirty and dangerous. Around the world, the Clinton Foundation seems to seek out desperate nations with limited infrastructure or disasters and then insert, in, and then insert itself in front of incoming aid flows. They did this in Mozambique, in Papua New Guinea, in Haiti, and with Katrina in New Orleans, and in many other places. And this goes on. Um, CharlesOrtel.com CharlesOrtel.com O-R-T-E-L <clears throat> uh, has a lot of this broken down. He huh. is not invited to very many television shows. <laughs> um, the, the Adam Curry has broken down quite a bit um, using his analysis, analyses of these things. Uh, and it's just, it's appalling because everyone says, oh, everyone in the media and Hillary herself the Clinton Foundation is the, the highest rated, oh, most yeah. awesome thing ever. We got A++++ rating by this whatever. Well, one of the uh, agencies that all of a sudden is, whoa, the best, best charity ever. Mm -hmm. The Clinton Foundation gave him a $2 million donation recently, yeah. and then they changed all of a sudden. Bam, they are just the best thing ever. Yeah. Why does no one look at this? No one. I don't know. I think the indoctrination is complete. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Because all you terrible. have to do, all you have to do is say conspiracy theory and everybody diverts the other direction. Mm -hmm. And maybe five to 10% of the population goes, hey, that's bull. Mm -hmm. um, but 95, 90 to 95% believe it. So they can do whatever they want and they are doing whatever they want. They're just. They're throwing, uh, <clears throat> they're throwing a tarp over the body, basically, and yeah. saying there's not a body under there. Um, <clears throat> one, one more thing from this article from Charles. There is no information provided concerning the international HIV-AIDS fighting activities from July 02 through March 23, 2004. The application to authorize Clinton Foundation HIV-AIDS Initiative Incorporated, the entity was formed March 24th, 2004 in Little Rock, Arkansas, is omitted from the Clinton Foundation website, as in any in any determination uh, letter that may have been issued, if one was issued by the IRS. The annual reports for this entity on IRS Form 990 for 04 and 05 are omitted from the website. I have these, and they show that the entity and the Clinton Foundation failed numerous ways to register appropriately and to solicit in many legal jurisdictions. Financial information for 2000 through 2004 concerning the Clinton Foundation is omitted from the website, but available online. This information shows that accounting during this key period when the Clinton Foundation complex was being built was performed 
using accounting principles that are not allowed inside the U.S. <laughs> the final area that raises red flags arises when you check disclosures made by key donors to the Clinton Foundation. Unitaid, the largest cumulative donor at $650 million and a collection of government of governments slash Gates. Other governments and Gates Foundation, Children's Investment Fund Foundation in the UK, and others. Amounts these donors believe they gave are much larger than amounts Clinton Foundation entities appear to claim that they received. And she wants to be president and very likely will become president. Yep. I'm confused. And what? <laughs> I mean, what? are people stupid? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Why not? Just glance down the article. How much money in aggregate did the country of Haiti receive and how much money did the citizens of Haiti receive? Uh, the math is staggering. If we count all estimated donations, $10 billion or more as the base and use $100 million as the approximate amount declared, we arrive at 1%. Uh-huh. One. So, the 1% helped Haiti. None. No, the 1% helped Haiti, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So, they are doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, um... Boy, how does this make you feel? It makes me want to just, I don't know, scream. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm numb. <laughs> it, it, it's true. It kind of has, I mean, it's kind of done that. Yeah. And Pink Floyd has a song love. called Comfortably Numb. <laughs> I used, to love, to um, <laughs> I used to love the political game. Just watching it and being involved is just cool. I'd not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this is another reason why I um, have a hard time watching these debates. Yeah. Is there anyone home? Come on, come on, down. I hear you feeling down. Well, I can't 
Yep, that describes it. Give you something sick. <laughs> WikiLeaks has just released uh, emails from the president. Yeah, there's nothing on Drudge about it. This is why I'm part of the producers of the best podcast in the universe. Ooh. That'd be the No Agenda show. Um. Here's an email from Mike Froman. Barack, following up on your conversations with John over the weekend, attached are two documents. One, a list of African-American, Latino, and Asian-American candidates divided between cabinet-slash-deputy and under-slash-assistant-slash-deputy-assistant-secretary levels, as well as lists of senior Native Americans, Arab, Muslim Americans, and disabled Americans. We have longer lists, but these are candidates whose names have been recommended by a number of sources for senior-level jobs in a potential administration. And also a list of women, similarly divided between candidates for cabinet-slash-deputy and other major-level positions. Please let us know if you have any questions. So that was to the president, purportedly. Uh, then, they called another him Barack. one. Yeah, well, right. Hey. Rather than Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Yo, B-Dog, what's up? Uh, and then there are these lists. People separated out by their stinking skin color. Really? Wouldn't Martin Luther King Jr. be rolling in his grave right now? Right? Well, at that... right, so it's true. At that time, he... You know, 50 years ago, he would. But if he stayed in... You think he'd be in line with all this crap? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every... Every single politician will eventually bend their knee to this garbage. <clears throat> Which is not to say that the people on the list are garbage. What it is to say is the garbage they're is they're placing them in baskets of yeah of of different color and yeah. different you know race and ethnicity and we got to why why can't we just decide if someone's good at their job exactly so to that point apparently Apple has been has been called out. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, uh, because they lack diversity in their hiring, whatever that means. I mean, this is probably some of the smartest people in the world work for this company, mm-hmm. but they lack diversity. I was listening to a podcast called Mac Break Weekly. Uh, it's probably the most, I think it's the most listened to Mac uh, kind of centered podcast on the interweb. Sure. And it's video, whatever. It's both. And there's a guy, one of the guy talking, he's a writer for the Boston Globe, um, 
It's just a tech journalist for whatever. He lives in Boston. And he was lamenting the fact and kind of telling, you know, yelling that, you know, they need to change the way they think about, you know, it's not, they need to stop just thinking of, we're going to pick people based on their job. We have to go into it thinking that we need to look more diverse. We need to have more black people. We need to have more women on here. So we're going to first look at the color and then we're going to look at that and maybe look at their qualifications. But we're not going to just accept qualifications. We're going to actually go. So he's advocating directly that they go and they find black people first. They're going to make sure that they're looking at black candidates. Mm-hmm. They're going to make sure they're looking at women candidates. They're going to make sure they're looking at whatever. Mm-hmm. And he used the example of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has their coach, Mike Tomlin, is black. I think, and apparently they they went into this. He he claims that they changed the way they looked at coaching. They they wanted a black guy, which I think is isn't that equally racist. Well, not in the new definition, but well, in the no, old definition. Definition the classical definition. It's definitely racist. But to to advocate for that and like the, you know vehemently no, we've but, got to start looking at this based on color first. No. But, if if you um using the apple example color first everything else is secondary or sex first everything else is secondary i think that they should use that principle to create a national football league a new team in the national football league <laughs> and it's completely uh um all of the athletes are women um People in wheelchairs. Let's see if they can compete. Um, yeah, missing <laughs> limbs. Because it's not about competency. It's about fairness. Mm-hmm. And appearance. And appearance. And then um, have them go head-to-head, I don't know, with uh, maybe a Division three college and see what happens. Um, <laughs> the, thing, the thing about this uh, stupidity is that um, it's self-defeating. So all you have to do... Because if they if Apple continued if Apple did that and continued to do it they would go they'd go out of business. So it's it's self defeating. Mm -hmm. Communism, self defeating. That's why there's no longer any communism. I mean, not the classical stuff. True. Yeah. I. uh, I just have a hard time. Donna Brazil. Oh, so <clears throat> more WikiLeaks oh. things have come out about Donna Donna oh. Brazil. Now, who is Donna Brazil? Uh, she's a hmm? lady. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, she's a lady. It's true, she is a lady. Uh, who is Donna Brazil? Donna Brazil was last year. Not last year. I mean, like in the summer. She was a contributor for CNN mm. on the television <laughs> for CNN. She also uh, was a vice, was she a vice chair, maybe, of the Democratic National Committee, headed by Debbie Blabbermouth Wasserman Schultz at the time. Now, uh, for those that don't know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, got ousted of that position when some leaked emails came out 
showing that she uh, was colluding with Clinton to get Bernie out of the race. Kick him out, call him bad names, do all the stuff to get him sure. out so Hillary mm-hmm. could get in. Sounds fair. Well, that comes out. So she has to resign instantly. She gets hired by Hillary's campaign. Hmm. Okay. Who steps in to fill her position at the DNC? None other than Donna Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now, new uh, email revelations that have just come out about Donna Brazil uh, are that she had got given a question. This was during a, um, I believe, a town hall between uh, Clinton and Bernie. And it was a question that was going to be raised. And so she forwarded that right on to the Clinton campaign. Hey, here's a question I'm getting. Here's a question I got. Um, Just, you know, just so you're there. Well, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, asked, uh, asked her about it. That's not the one. That's not the clip. I. That ain't the clip. Oh, brother. There it is. This is the clip. No. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't need that. Come on, Megan. All right. Megan Kelly has Donna Brazil on television yesterday. That was obtained. You, you say that, Donna. Kelly. You say that. You say, you say that, you play, that you play straight up, but... I have to ask you because oh, you do, were accused. Oh, I do, Kelly. You were accused of receiving a debate question before a CNN town hall where they partnered with TV One, and that that you had this question on on March twelfth, that that verbatim verbatim was provided by Roland Martin to CNN the next day. How did you get that question, Donna? Well, Kelly, since I play straight up, and I'll play straight up with you, uh, I did not. Receive Man, any sexual relationship. That <laughs> Let's just be Where'd very you get it? clear. Uh, where, where did you get uh, it? I'm a psychic. First listen, of all, listen. what information are you providing to me that that will allow me to see what what you're talking about? Everybody, you is, got the is WikiLeaks released a March 12th Podesta email showing you messaging the Clinton campaign with the exact wording of a question asked Putin! at the March 13th Kelly, CNN TV Kelly, One town hall debate. Kelly, where did you get it? I, 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 you know, as a Christian woman, I understand persecution, but I will not <laughs> sit here and be persecuted because your information is totally false. What you're, what you're I'm telling the American people. I'm getting it from Podesta's people, email. What, what you're, what, what you well, Podesta's emails were stolen. You're so interested in talking about stolen So you material, deny it. You're like, you're, you're like a thief that want to bring into the night the things that you found that was in the gutter. I'm not. Let Donna, that me. CNN's Jake Tower oh, came babble. out and yeah. said this was unethical. Somebody was unethically helping the Clinton campaign. He said, I love Donna Brazil, but this is very, very upsetting. And I love, My understanding I love is that CNN the email to I Donna Brazil, it. he. this is Jake Tapper. My understanding is that the email to Donna Brazil came from either Roland Martin or someone around Roland Martin. He said this is very upsetting and very troubling that's your own colleague at cnn it's not megan kelly who gave you that question uh, hey K- megan once again i've said it and i've said it on the record and i'll say it on the record and i'll keep saying it on the record i am not going to try to validate falsified information i have my documents i have my files that we Thank falsified God, it's I have fine not had my personal uh emails uh, ripped off from me and stolen and and given to some criminals uh, to come back. So she's altered. not denying it. Oh no, my records. I have my no, files. but my records don't say it. Yeah. Uh, CNN and the 14 years I was associated with CNN, 
I've never received Paid anything. If I had a blank piece of paper, that, that would basically be the end of this conversation. I never get documents from CNN. Mean? It means bullcrap. Your email to yeah. the Clinton camp said, sometimes uh, I receive the questions you know, in advance. Uh, and you know CNN what? is I, saying Roland Martin gave them to you or someone at TV One. Any, any, and they any, were provided any, anybody, to Hillary before well, that town hall. Well, anybody who knows me, and, and uh, there are a number of your colleagues as well, they know me very well. Uh, I know how I play it. I know what I do before every debate. I know what I do before every show, even this show. She's not even denying it. I communicate. Mm -hmm. I talk. I uh, but, but that's I can stolen. Just again, that's uh, stolen you know emails. That, uh, as far as I, I, I know, that uh, CNN has never provided me with questions. Absolutely, ever, nada. Well, when you said when Sorry. you said from time to time I get the questions in advance, what were you referring to? Because in a, in that email, you offered the exact question that one of the moderators, Roland Martin, then proposed the next day. So, so my, my, my reference back to you, ma'am. Is she going to say respect, it's Russians? And I respect you greatly. Um, and I respect you too. The, Why? The, the validity of those emails. If I can only Love tell you, you one thing, because as you know, this whole <laughs> episode is under criminal investigation. Uh, but I could just tell you one thing. A lot of those emails, I would not give them the time of the day. I've seen so many doctored okay. emails. I've seen things that come from Fair me enough. at 2 in the morning that I don't even send. There, there are several uh, email addresses that I, I, I want to use. I appreciate that. They have all been verified. Sorry that oh, we, shut up, Megan. We, we, we have, this has not been verified. This is, the, the, nobody will, this, this is under investigation. And let me just tell I, you something. If there's anything that I have, I will share. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I got to run because we, we've got another anybody. guest wait, 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 yeah, um, You're done. Get out. Hurry. Got to go. Quick. Get her off. Get her off. Get her off. Get her off. It's interesting. I, I'm looking at the WikiLeaks. Or not WikiLeaks. Uh, Wikipedia. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were actually doing that criminal activity. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, her history is she has a bachelor's degree in industrial psychology mm -hmm. from Louisiana State University. Who? Donna Brazil? That's it. She has a bachelor's degree? In industrial psychology from Louisiana State University. How is she in politics like uh -huh. she is? Exactly! Uh, oh. She started working with uh, several presidential campaigns for Democratic candidates, including Jesse Jackson in 84 and Walter Mondale and Geraldine Ferraro in 84 and Richard... Gephardt in the 88 uh, Democratic primary. So the only conclusion I could make is that she's willing to do things that other people uh, aren't willing to do. Hmm. That would be my guess. <clears throat> Which when would mean... questions in advance? <laughs> yeah. She has a certain flexibility regarding her uh, moral know, position. She's a, she's a Christian woman. She knows Who's, what persecution is. No, Christian she, woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, Correction. no, I just saw that. I, for the life of me, I don't know how any, any uh, person who can, can sleep at night or be content with themselves would support Ambien. that. Well, yeah, I mean, Ambien, <laughs> that, that'll help. Um, <clears throat> uh, booze, uh, maybe black tar heroin, mm -hmm. but, um, Yeah. 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 Did you hear Hillary kind of defend late-term abortion? Like uber late-term abortion last night? No, I didn't hear that part. Hmm. 
Uh, the headline from New York I Times. I heard what people said about it. But says, anyway, on yeah. abortion, Clinton takes ownership of her feminism. That's how they write that. Well, um, a young friend of mine who I, I know her parents more than her. She was little. But anyway, uh, she was there at, in Nevada. Uh-huh. Um, she go to the I, debate? Yeah, I don't know if she was actually in the debate hall, but she was there and at different town halls, and she was with, you know, Ugh. has pictures of all the Trumps and everything. Anyway, so she was in the milieu of that thing. Okay. Uh, she posted this link. She linked to this article from New York Times, and we'll get into it a little bit, uh, but said, let's be clear, Hillary Clinton defended late-term abortions, as in all the way up to the ninth month of pregnancy. A baby can survive a premature birth at 24 weeks and still live, but Hillary is defending abortions long after. How is it feminist to make it legal to allow women to remove one of their most feminine, God-given traits that makes us special? Hillary is immoral for several reasons beyond abortion, but this is a good enough reason to avoid that pantsuit-wearing witch at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Good for her. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so let's look at this article if we can. They may have, they may have a stinking paywall. The New York Times is lame. <sighs> so this is from Emily Bazelon. Well, that was exciting for me as a SCOTUS nerd. The Supreme Court was up to bat first in the debate, and the exchange was sharply defining and most memorable on abortion. In past elections, presidential candidates have soft-pedaled their views on the subject. This time, Mrs. Clinton sounded resolute and even righteous about defending a woman's right to control one of the most, quote, intimate and difficult decisions about her health care. Mr. Trump used strong language, too, describing how he wants to prevent the ripping of, quote, the baby out of the womb on the last day of pregnancy. This is what his base wants to hear. Many Republicans, especially religious ones, cite the prospect of future nominations to the court as their reason for supporting Mr. Trump, despite their distaste for, oh, just about everything else about him. So So, basically, they want Plan B. Yeah, yeah, I wanted this baby until like the day before it's supposed to be born. And I'm like, you know what? I changed my mind. Get rid of it. Is that what people, these women want Plan B? Let's kill it. Apparently. Whenever. Yeah. When I change my mind, let's kill it. Hmm. Maybe his old pro-choice self uh, couldn't quite bear to say it, or maybe he wanted to soften his stance a bit. I heard a bit of moderation in his promise to appoint pro-life judges who would send the issue back to the states. Hold on a second. She described, let's see, Mrs. Mrs. Clinton talked to her base, too. She talked about her opposition and Trump's support for defending, defunding Planned Parenthood. The polls as with, are with her on that one. She got in a jibe. jibe, reminding Mr. Trump of his quickly retracted statement of support for punishing women who seek abortions. It's a fairly logical And once you go down the road of outlawing the procedure, but abortion opponents are trained to talk about jailing abortionists, not women. She described the, quote, most heartbreaking circumstances that often led women to late-term abortion, risk to their own life or health, or the discovery of serious birth defects. That's not the only reason for abortion after the first trimester, but it's a significant one. I'll, I'll confess I felt a small thrill 
more than at any moment, any big moment since the convention, Mrs. Clinton owned her feminism. She sounded like the first woman running for president defending other women, our autonomy and our control of our own bodies. But not the women that are inside their bodies. Mm-mm. Screw them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I agree. The pantsuit wearing witch. So I, I think we're doomed. I'm. I think it's fair but to say. But are we? Well, no. But okay. Uh, this uh, one of the last things I've got today. This makes me sick. 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 Hello. Yes, we've cut the maternal mortality rate in half, but far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will, and deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. Did you hear that? Which part? The end. Yes, we've cut the maternal mortality rate in half, but far too many women are still denied critical access to reproductive health care and safe childbirth. All the laws we've passed don't count for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. Right here. And deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. Really? She just said that um, she wants to enforce the laws at the point of a gun. Yeah. By using resources and political will. Yeah. And to change... Religion. Religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So she wants to change religious beliefs based upon... Her moral outlook on life. At the point of a gun. Yep. Okay. We're doomed. <laughs> well, I mean... Doomed. I have a hard time not agreeing with you. Um, but... <laughs> um, what would it look like? I mean, honestly... Because she is president. Mm-hmm. She'll be president. Mm-hmm. So barring martial law... Barring martial law or the worst case scenario, kind of uh, the uh, setting aside the Constitution, Mm -hmm. all that craziness that could maybe happen. But realistically, will that happen? What do you think? Like right away? No. So I, I, I honestly am of the opinion that who whichever one of these people wins, mm-hmm. they have some things that I don't like. And the biggest one of them, both of them, is they think government should still be at the size that it, that it is. 
Mm-hmm. They just want to run it differently. The government is the solution. Correct. It's just how Correct. you use it. Because I believe that Don believes the government just needs to be run better. He can run it better mm-hmm. and will make it work better. Mm-hmm. And so government's still the answer, but he just needs to run it better. Mm-hmm. Hillary thinks government is God. Yes. And so then everything comes from government. Everything that's good and holy and righteous and everything comes from government. Well, okay, government's like well is part demo- of the like governmental government. trinity. There's the there's the there's the uh the enforcement part. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to be the brains of this. Mm-hmm. So government is a means to an end, is a tool used by her don't yeah. you th- don't you well, think she wants control right but you get control by infiltrating the, the our current system yes and this is why they're also panicked because if if don potentially gets in and changes some of that uh thing which i don't know if he will but the potential is is more is greater with he's if he's in than if he, she's in mm-hmm. um can change the the method that some of these things happen I think that then we can get, um, you know, the less less power, less control. So she, I totally believe, is in it, and I, I think it goes back to the liberal mind thinks government is the best solution and actually does everything better. The conservative mind says the the people, the citizenry, makes the best choices, can handle their money, the and can do things better, more efficiently, more yeah. whatever. You can't have those. Those two minds can't compromise. How do you do that? Yep. Yep. I think that's the difference. However, that being said, bar like I, I firmly believe that she can't have the government that she envisions without some horrific tragic event that fundamentally changes America. So, like, for instance, like a magnitude larger 911. Mm-hmm. Like, if terrorists came in and blew up nuclear weapons in Los Angeles and New York, mm-hmm. that would be the end of the Constitution mm-hmm. right then and there because it would be martial law and it'd never mm-hmm. turn back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barring something like that happening, assuming that doesn't happen, there isn't a nuclear attack, there isn't an EMP. There isn't a nuclear weapon going off in the United States. There isn't some horrific event. Barring that, let's mm-hmm. assume that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. What? What's the worst that could happen with with Hillary? Instantly, nothing. Okay. Like I, I really now the worst that I think will come out of her are is setting Supreme up Court. for somebody else. Right. The next generation is just screwed because the Supreme Court is going to get ruined. Like. Totally, and she, and she said this. She did not mention one time in her talking about what you know the Supreme Court role. Not once did she mention the Constitution. Not one, even though the question Chris Wallace asked the question: Is the Constitution written? Is it a living document that needs to be adapted to our society, basically, or is it should it be read as written? She didn't touch that. She wants judges that are that know how to live, that know that know what our society is and what it feels mm-hmm. like, and you know the touchy feeling. She wants a bunch of, yeah, yeah, outcome-based law. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say something else, but okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the the first thing she will do 
and I think Obama would do it in a heartbeat if he could, they're going to get a gay Supreme Court justice on the court. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's step one. How would that, how would that negatively impact the U.S.? Any worse it, than it is now. It legitimizes alternative lifestyle. Okay. Even more. Okay. And I think... So there would be that, no that's going our, back on Yeah, the, no. Nope. It just it keeps down that So that it just be So it would just be continuing on where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe um, that... Okay, you get you get Supreme Court. Say she gets her choice, and it's seven to seven liberals, two conservatives. They can do whatever they want. How far do you think in the next four or eight years this country could go? In four years? Mm-hmm. Well. Complete ban on guns? Because I don't think I don't uh, think well, it would do that. I, I think it might be like the Clinton ban, but maybe even well, a little it's, bit it's worse. Well, it's going to be yeah, that Brady bill. The is Brady be bill the thing that will do more. Um, I ju- more of a grand. They're grandfathered in. You just can't have new I, I ones. I just don't. I don't think they're going to do that because it didn't work out last time. I mean, for them, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't keep people from buying them, mm-hmm. or it it didn't stop guns. And that's what they want. So I feel that that the the long game, which is what they play, mm-hmm. Democrats play the long game always. Mm-hmm. That long game is setting up, which they've been doing it since the seventies or farther, setting up the cultural destruction. And because when you change, um. And you can go look at the Lear Foundation. They influence popular television. They put, yep. put storylines in them. Yep. And so they get like pop culture. All they, in the family get, is a good example. Yeah. Norman Lear. Yeah. Produce that or whatever. Right. And they get they get stuff put in. I mean, there was an episode of The Blacklist. Just uh, I watched it a couple of days ago. Um, he just randomly throws out. This thing talks about global warming and that it's so true and all this stuff oh, in yeah, a yeah. television show. Yeah. And so what happens to the the dumb slaves that watch these shows, which I watch it, so maybe I'm a dumb slave, but at least I try to pick it apart. Uh, they hear that and they, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they hear on TV, you know, Obama says it is settled. No question. Bill Nye, it's settled. Hillary, it's settled science. It's not settled anything. It's settled. And so then they see, oh, the TV says the same thing. These celebrities are so smart. These television shows are real. What do you think? What do you think is the short-term impact on religious liberty? Short-term? Yeah, next four years. Well, if Hillary's right with that last clip we just played, you know, her goal is to change, to to, to limit the freedoms that you have our religious freedom that which, are contrary to the, uh, to the, the, the current the mores that she wants correct. to be put into effect. Correct. Which is, I mean, it, it's the gay transgender lifestyle. That's <clears throat> what it is. And so I think in, in my mind, they then work into by executive order or something 
they work in laws into place and they probably go after nonprofit status and the tax side of things to make it happen. That if you are a religious organization and you hold a view that's contrary to uh, the homosexual agenda, the LGBTQ plus people. Yep. You know, and, and this, but again, see, I just fell into that trap. It's not against the people. They're going to claim it is. It's against the lifestyle. It's like a church would not hire a drunk. The ch- a church wouldn't hire a drug addict. A church wouldn't hire a pedophile. Mm-hmm. A church wouldn't hire a thief, a kleptomaniac. Well, but see, the 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 what they'll say is you can't compare you those can't, two because well, exactly. those are illegal mm-hmm. activities. Right. How about somebody, uh, the church should legitimately be willing to not hire somebody who's going to blabber secrets okay. around. Gossip. Or go- gossip. Or um, is uh, sleeping around. Right. Constantly right. committing adultery. Right. Or, or the other thing, you know, a church wouldn't hire um, men to run the nursery mm. as a rule. I mean, I, I just don't think that's wise. The church is probably not going to hire, um, I don't know. I don't know. That, that That's probably the biggest, the best analogy I can see. That's not an illegal activity, but it's a, a wise decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just women are kind of go they're toward more that baby thing. That's and, just yeah. what they're made for. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but I, I think what would happen is in that kind of a situation, the the law would come down at some level and some penalty would happen that if you did discriminate against them, then you lose tax stuff. That's the only thing they can go after right now without hurting someone. Now the next would be fines and everything, but or I think they losing can get your there. job, losing your certification. If you're a psychologist oh, and yeah. you refuse yeah. to counsel a mm-hmm. certain way mm-hmm. you could. It, so basically in the next four years, there would be the impact would be on someone's um, potential livelihood. Mm-hmm. What about homeschooling? I think they would shut that down tomorrow if they could. But since a lot of states, it um, they they generally get funding from the federal government, but they don't get. Uh, I you know I don't know. I'm I'm asking if you know. Um, does each state get to? determine what their curriculum is going to be and it's and basically um the uh, the stick is the purse purse string so if you don't do what we tell you you're not going to get federal funding well that's exactly what happened with the um let whoever they want in the bathroom edict that came down from the department of education this mm-hmm. last uh, summer was you know, and then they had to retract some things, but the the thing the the piece was the initial thrust of it was, um, you must allow transgender kids to go wherever they want. Period. You can't argue with it, mm-hmm. um, or else you'll lose federal funding. See, I, I guess the the question, or not the I don't know if the question. Yeah, it's a question. Um, I'm wondering. Are there enough people that that if they made a huge power move would push back such that it would thwart their ability 
to make dramatic changes in policies right now, barring a catastrophic event, like a false flag event, like or a false flag economic event. I'm wondering, are it are 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 things being set up that the only way to move forward in a relatively quick fashion, if is it going to require a catastrophic catastrophic event, and is that something that we should keep an eye out for? A false flag, or if not a uh, a positive event, maybe a a, um, a neutral event where, um, like for instance, economic collapse, where you basically have the uh, Federal Reserve raise interest rates five points, of and it it crashes our economy, and through the crash on the other side, we have something that looks completely different than what we have right now. I think the only end to that would be globalism, an, an well, actual new world order. That's but see that that's I think that's the direction that they're going. <clears throat> I'm just trying to look ahead right now because it's looking like, like we've talked about this. I I don't think that there's any possible way that they will allow anybody but Hillary to become president mm-hmm. at this juncture. At the beginning, a year ago or whatever, I thought that they were going to try to get a Republican in to move it forward in a different direction. But obviously, I'm I was horribly wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> well, or maybe that that's the play. And you know, if if it's true that Haiti just hates her, hates Clinton, who Haiti? Oh, uh huh. And you know, they hate the the Clinton family because of what they've done to the country. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty well documented that they've screwed up Haiti. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've made some hotels, but that did nothing for actual, for the poor. They're still insanely poor people. Um, Unless it's a way to get rid of her. and But she's got so many claws in so many people in Washington from her years doing it mm-hmm. that it's just not working well. And so they're throwing Trump at her because he's uh, uh, his ability to say call her a liar on so, national so television. So basically, you're saying that Trump might be uh, the club that other people are using Perhaps, to try to, to try to get her to get the Clintons out of stuff. And who would be the they? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just in my my own mind. I wanted to talk about it because I think. We, you know, we're at that point now that if you talk to people that are Trump followers, they'll say if Hillary gets in, it's the end. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to Hillary followers, they say if Trump gets in, it's the end. Mm -hmm. It's true. We mentioned a lot of crises, but we didn't talk about the U.S. U.S. elections. How worried are you by the popularity of Donald Trump? Well, uh, it's, it's... And uh, Donald Trump is, uh, and the, uh, I actually uh, listened to the, the to the d- debates. We discovered the Achilles heel of Western civilization, uh, and they know that their days are numbered. 
because, because uh, there is no alternative except terrorism. What? Western civilization. Oh, Western civilization. He sounds like they Darth are... Sidious, <laughs> and he looks like him too. Western civilization is de- doomed, is what he's basically saying. The only alternative is terrorism. So the, it turns the young uh, uh, Muslim population into a, a, a breeding ground for terrorists because we are doing the work of ISIS uh, and before that Al-Qaeda. But uh, uh, at the same time uh, uh, doing this uh, from a very big position. So this is the amazing thing in the world today that that uh, 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 the others crews and so on are doing the work of ISIS and it's a very simple message I found it difficult to resist it I was, you know it's uh, because it's so harmful uh, uh, the only thing that stopped me is uh, death and when it it's uh, it's, uh, so somebody's uh, splicing all this uh, together? But, but what is the fact that <laughs> Donald Trump is not fading? That, uh, 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 in the, in the... Right, that he, he is still very popular. Tell us about the angst or fears about voters. And, and what are the policy, policies that the voters in the U.S. should be focusing on? Well, here I have to confess to a little bit of bias. Uh, so uh, you take that into account. Uh, I think it all, uh, it's going to lead to a, a, a landslide for Donald Trump in the popular vote, not in the electoral vote, because their paid political an, uh, announcements will have a, a big role, and so the electoral thing will be closer. But the popular vote will, will be a, a, a landslide because we are a small minority of extremists. And so we are all uh, uh, moved, moving in that direction. And, and uh, while I, I don't think that Donald Trump has any chance of uh, being uh, uh, elected. But you think Hillary Clinton is a done deal? Yeah. And I do think, actually, she's the one who's most qualified. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wait a second. That that whole thing was spliced. That video. Because he said Donald Trump will win by elector by landslide. And then they put a thing on there that said Clinton will win the popular to vote Soros. No, electoral. No, it said popular vote. And there's no if you win by landslide you you will win by well in theory. The, the, the electoral college there is no. Uh, as we've learned, just like we have delegates, super delegates in the Democratic Party, they need to be there to manage, maintain control, maintain even smoothness. But I don't think so that the electoral they'll do college kind of does that. I know it's radical. I don't know. It's radical, and I to, like to radical. Me, to me, something like that is like a false flag event. Okay. That would completely 
for the vast majority of the people would would go, okay, mm -hmm. this is totally rigged now. Donald right. Trump is right. Okay. But they can't say that because they just Obama and Hillary just whined, told him to stop whining about it being rigged. Exactly. So, that's maybe why that's I the don't setup. Think... <laughs> now well, they will rig it, and they won't have anything to complain about. Uh. <laughs> I know it's silly, but really. <laughs> Well, this is the David Allen Show. No, it's good to be back. <laughs> How much more time do we have until the election? Uh, two weeks, I think. Uh, uh, two, no, oh, eight, two, 19 oh, days. 19 days, yeah. Almost two, a little more. Uh, so, we... Uh, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over, Johnny. It's over. But then Nothing I don't... Nothing is over. <laughs> but then I'm not sure what happens after that, though, because then we have, what, three months before we... Or two months. She's got to survive Yeah. <laughs> Either of them do, really. Yeah. I, I still wonder, is this a ploy to get Tim Kaine in? Or yeah. Mike Pence? One of the two. Yeah. I mean... Huh. Yeah, what happens? All he'd have to do is, once he becomes president, like, day two, go, you know what? I changed my mind. I quit. Bye. And it'd be Pence. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think what happens in the in, in that interim, the vice president becomes president, yeah. right? Like not the interim, like in, he becomes no, no, the president. No, 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 no. I mean, like, be, before inauguration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so once election's done, it's one of those two guys. That's how Gerald Ford got girls. in. He, well, no, he was, uh, he was Speaker of the House, actually. Mm. Well, uh, sorry, this was totally consumed by the insanity uh. of... Our current political system. Yeah. Uh, someday we will go to other things. I had some other stories that we could have talked about, but eh. this kind of all-consuming fire. Oh, I can't wait till this is done. I know. I'm so tired of it too. Yeah. It's so hard to even watch anything social. Like the social medias are just full of people's. It's like bull crap. In two weeks, I'm gonna have a colonoscopy, so I just have to. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about until... So, basically, the our nation's having a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. Good times, great right. oldies. This is uh, the David Allen Show. Thanks On for listening. On a happy note, mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, in 100 years, we'll be dead. So, <laughs> we got that. <laughs> next, uh, next week, uh, we should be back again, I believe. I don't foresee anything strange happening, but you never know, no. David. <laughs> hey yeah all right uh david show.com if you want to email us david allen show at gmail.com uh, we are currently working on getting our patreon up yeah <clears throat> um and uh so then you could actually go support the show give us a little uh oh no you can still value. support the show it's just yeah you could tell your friends step. about it mm -hmm. no i mean yeah. You know, just yeah. email us. And we'll email us the money. That's fine. That's yeah. how it works. Just put it, put it in the mail. Mark David Allen Show. We'll yeah. get it. Yeah. No, we won't get it. <laughs> well, That's... email us. We'll give you the address. Nice. <laughs> and I'm spent. Here All right. This is uh, this is the end. Uh, thanks for listening and watching and paying attention and hanging out with us and everything else. Oh. <sighs> Have a great night. Soon this shall end. Toodles. <laughs>